When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Health tip. There is no limit to how many eggs you can eat. If someone tells you otherwise, they're lying. What about cholesterol? Cholesterol was invented in 1972 by Russian scientists to stop Americans from winning the Olympics. Read a book. You eat three eggs for breakfast, those are rookie numbers, baby. I eat between 12 and 25 eggs every day, and I am so strong. I haven't defecated since July 4th, 2001, and I smell like a post-apocalyptic fish market. I got one speed, baby. Egg speed. Eggs for lunch and eggs for breakfast and dinner. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, December 15th, 2022. I'm Jay Eskeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tass, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, making the magic happen over yonder, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. A few things to let everyone know about. Yesterday, we told you there was going to be a social media blitz from No Ducks when it came to celebrating NBA Jersey Day. And we weren't lying. The shorts were flying left and right. So go check those out if you haven't. You can uh, see them, of course, on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube shorts. Had a blast. You had some crazy jerseys. I think people are still trying to figure out some of the jerseys you were uh, wearing in that one where you were taking off all of them. It was just great to see everybody's wardrobe in here. I saw you with a Gucci jersey. Excuse me. <laughs> Gary's trying Gucci, baby. Uh, uh, Trey's got a few layers on right now, kind of looking like me with my uh, 25 jerseys Layered on. Up. Layered up. <laughs> you want me to like take a, a shirt off per block? Well... It works out because you guys are recording no buffs later on. <laughs> yep. I gotta have multiple outfits, no Ex- doubt. Exactly. Yeah. You got a phone in the front pocket like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> what was your most, uh, you think, in- like insane jersey that you own? What do you insane. think? Most insane. Yeah. If you had to pick one. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I have a, the Clippers Turgaloo. I know everybody knows me as a Turgaloo man, uh, <laughs> but I guess the Wesley Matthews Jazz jersey, yeah. which he never wore. Which was interesting. Somebody had it made after the fact. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the Hawks player that you had there? Malcolm Delaney. <gasps> that's a deep cut. Who has that? No one. Well, that's a deep one. Maybe the Delaney family? Yeah. Yeah. And then, I, and then I was wearing a Bob Delaney jersey at the end. That's a referee <laughs> ah, joke. Ah, good stuff. Well, yeah, you guys pulled it out, though. That was great. That yeah. was really great. Great I job mean, by Jerome putting it together. That's what I was going to say. Shout out to Jerome, who was uh, on fire yesterday with all of that NBA Jersey Day content. So go check it out. Uh, later today, you already said it there, Tass, our final no buffs of the year to recap last night's 
Survivor 43 finale. No spoilers here, but my God, what a wild one. So much to talk about on No Buffs. 1 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube, flipped into a podcast. That's got its own feed, so if you're a Survivor fan, check that out. Champagne and pizza, just like the show? <laughs> yeah, bring it in, bring it in. Who wants some champagne? Who wants some pizza? And uh, also, go check out the new Is This Good podcast. It's up. It went up this morning on its own YouTube feed and on its own podcast feed, starring the king of NBA Twitter himself, Josiah Johnson, talking with Matty O and JD about a number of fun topics. Uh, you see one of them there. Competitive eating. Is this good? I feel like that was a hot topic on No Dunks over the last <laughs> yeah, yeah. little bit, so I can't wait to hear you guys break it down and Josiah break it down. So check that out. We got Is This Good already up, and like I said, no buffs coming later today. We're going to play a little What You Got off of some of last night's action, and then later in the show, I can't believe we're doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You guys sent in mailed letters. <laughs> I remember letters. Yeah, and we, uh, we've we got some here, and we're going to rip them open <laughs> and read them on the air. We have no idea what's in these. I'm dropping them. <laughs> so uh, it's like, uh, like I don't know, I guess like we're Santa. We got a cool Excite Bike poster. <laughs> what the postcard? heck? An Excite Bike poster? Okay. Excite okay. Night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I will. I used to love that game. Uh, okay, we're going to get to that. <laughs> we'll see how that goes later in the show. But, 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 before I'm falling asleep last night, I see a tweet from one Trey Kirby, and it kept me up for hours. It was a good tweet, and I thought it'd be fun just to start here. I appreciate you. For hours. It's a great question. Uh, Which NBA fan bases are happy right now? And, uh, you know, it was a fun thought experiment because there's a lot of mid-teams, a lot of teams disappointing, but there are some that are probably ecstatic where they are in the standings or at least uh, shocking a lot of people in terms of their win-loss record or maybe even uh, the odd young team that's, like, seeing something here and and are, and are pumped up. So, you know, I was, again, I was racking my brain lying there, Tass. I'm like, uh, instead of, like, counting the shortest and longest names in NBA history <laughs> to fall asleep, I'm trying to figure out who are the happiest fan bases and how many are happy at this point, you know, 33-plus percent into the season. Mm. So what, who would you come up with? Well, I, I definitely was feeling the downs, and I think that was sort of the uh, the impetus of Trey's tweet. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, just there's teams that felt like they were going to have a good season, uh, plus including our two teams. Oh, but uh, no. the one, the one that <laughs> we'll uh, get to that. Don't the worry. one I think that's uh, changed from the beginning of the season. I think Clippers fans were very sad to start the season. Yeah. I think they got to be feeling great because I think Kawhi Leonard is back to being in sicko mode. And that's like crazy Kawhi basketball mode that we have forgotten about for years because yeah. of the injuries. I, I think he's back to that. And, and I think it was shown at the end of the game, after the game yesterday, they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kawhi was asked about Paul George getting his first triple-double as a member of the Clippers. And while moisturizing his hands, <laughs> while moisturizing his hands, Kawhi Leonard asked about the triple-double. He said, I, I went up to Paul and I said, I don't know where you got those assists from because – we shot 38% from the floor. He wasn't looking at a stat sheet. This is Sicko Kawhi. Sicko Kawhi is back. He's played in five of the last six games. He was looking good last night. It was a it was a sort of a quiet night, 19 and 8 for him, but he came over for a, a nice weak side block. This is it will look like Kawhi. It looked like the Clippers holding the Timberwolves to 88 points. They're only 2.5 games out of first, even though they've had a, a really weird season. So 
There are a lot of mid teams. I yeah. think I think is is the fair way to put it. And uh, I think there's some mid teams that are on the rise, like the Clippers. Hopefully Zubats's knee is okay. But yeah, there's a lot of mid teams that are on the on the decline. I didn't have the Clippers on my list of uh, happy fan bases, though it makes sense what you're saying. When Kawhi's playing, Paul George is playing, you can see the path to maybe maybe actually competing for a championship. But I think that's the issue, right? How can you ever be too happy when you know right around the corner? <laughs> Yeah. Inevitably, one of these guys will go down for a couple weeks. That seems to be what happens, this roller coaster. Yeah, this so is the best part of their I season, though. I didn't include them. He's, he's having hooks in the lane, man. This is old, old sicko Kawhi last night. Here's who I had on my list. Very happy. I had the Celtics, Bucks, Pelicans, and Kings. Very, very, very happy. Uh, I'm not sure you could argue with any of those four teams. Absolutely Being not. on the happy index here the happiness index uh, again you know 30 to 40 percent into through the season and then i had very, like happy and so you could probably bump some of these up to very happy i had the cavaliers i had the pacers i had the grizzlies i had the nuggets i had the blazers i had the jazz and then i almost wanted to make a case for the the rockets who are uh obviously at the bottom <laughs> of the Western Conference standings or the standings in general. But, you know, uh, you see the promise. We talked about the youth movement uh, on yesterday's show. So I said maybe. that Maybe that fan base is happy. Because, oh, it's definitely happy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, what is, you know, what did I get up to there? Uh, 11 or 12 teams are happy and the rest are uh, probably sad boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tess is right. This was all about disappointment December because I also posted a screenshot from one of these videos Jerome put out yesterday. Me with the... It's fine, dog or cat. I think it's a dog fire. And I was surprised to see how many fan bases retweeted that because for me it was about the Bulls. Yeah. But Raptors fans were retweeting it, Wizards fans, Mavericks fans. There were a lot of sad boy teams out there, no doubt about it. But I don't know. Here's how I would have it. Boston, happy. Milwaukee, happy. Cleveland, happy. Brooklyn, surprisingly happy. Yeah, okay. Sure. Philadelphia, Happy. No, a little Question happy. Yeah. Sixers, playing well Sixers right fans now are never Embi- happy, though. Yeah, but Embiid is balling. Yeah. They're very happy about that. Knicks, they're happy. They're really happy yeah, right now. Pacers, happy. Heat, not happy. Hawks, not happy. Mm-hmm. Toronto, not mm-hmm. happy. Chicago, not happy. Washington, not happy. Orlando, thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're having a great run. time right now. Detroit, that was a weird one to be. Sad because of Cade Cunningham news, I think. Happy because Boyan Bogdanovich is playing well. And they're doing good in the tank sweepstakes. Yeah, yeah. Hornets, happy that LaMelo came back. <laughs> but ultimately yes, Worst not. team in the league, and they just got their star back? That's an okay uh, combo uh, for happiness, I, mean, I guess. Clifford literally, uh, you know, taking the t- uh, team to town last night. Like, we're, like, we're not going to win any games. We're yeah. going to play any defense. I'd say not happy. Okay. Yeah. I'll downgrade to not happy. Pelicans, incredibly happy. Yep. Super, super happy. Memphis, happy. Yep. Could be happier once Desmond Bain comes back. Mm. Denver, I think they're in very happy mode so right now, especially after last night. Phoenix, sad. Portland, very happy. Clippers, you convinced me. I'll go with happy on the Clippers happy. right now. Yeah. For right now. Sacramento, thrilled. <laughs> one of the happiest, happiest teams in the league. I yeah, they're, they're up there. Utah, one of the happiest teams in the league. Dallas, very sad. Golden State, very sad. sad. Minnesota, sad. Lakers, sad. Thunder, happy. They're thrilled. They seem to be very, mm-hmm. be very happy despite being 11-17 right now. Houston, happy, and the Spurs, happy. <laughs> Spurs, happy. You don't want to be, be in the middle. No. You don't want to be in the middle because there were a lot of teams coming in to this season who had playoff expectations, uh, playoff desires, and there are a lot of playoff spots still up for grabs. But, I mean, like a team like Toronto, they're sad. The Hawks are sad after making a huge pick. Oh, so there are a lot of teams here that are stuck in the glut that thought they weren't going to be part of that glut. 
Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. The the three biggest trades this off season, uh, two of the teams are on the uh, sad scale. In the Wolves and the Hawks and the Calves, with Donovan Mitchell being their big move, uh, are part of Team Happy. Um, yeah, it's fun to go through right now, and it is so congested. A lot of these teams, and there are a lot of disappointing teams. We're on to something, saddest, though. though. We're on to sa- something. I think just with the, the happiness index in general, we, the the old the old S tier happiness. Like, why don't we have a tier system? Like day to day, I think would change. Like if somebody's listening to the show tomorrow, we're recording here on Thursday. Somebody's listening on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Their oh, team could have flopped. Changes quickly. Yeah, it so, does. So it, <laughs> it, does. it does change pretty pretty quickly. So I think we should post a, a daily happiness. Well, index. if it is oh, that happy s- rankings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, it is the, if it is that scale, and you know we're debating some of the happier teams in the league, but who is the saddest fan base right now? Who is it? Because that's a battle. Is the call coming from inside the room? <laughs> Bulls are <laughs> they might, yeah, Exactly. I mean, we're going to get into it in a little bit here, but they are up there. And I, I think maybe Golden State. After Curry's injury last night is up there. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Lakers, I'm, uh, Lakers are, <laughs> the Lakers just assume that things are going to turn yeah. around. I think they're eleven and sixteen right now yeah. after having a really nice stretch of games. Um, and then I don't know. The Dallas vibes are weird to me uh, after last night. So I think they're kind of on the sad Ooh, note as well. But I want to. I'd like to just. I mean, again, make a case for the Wolves and Hawks. They are they are, they yes. traded away yes. all the draft capital in the world to be a lot better than a mid team. Uh, you know, this stretch of the they got a lot of time figured out. But uh, let us know happiest team in the league, happiest fan base is the best way to put it, and uh, saddest fan base in the league. Let's get to the Steph Curry uh, injury. You know, the Warriors. <laughs> Another bad night on the road. In Indiana last night, uh, they drop that game. They fall to 2-13 and 13 now on the road. But to make matters worse, Steph Curry had to leave the game with an injured shoulder. He's going to receive an MRI today in Philadelphia because they're on this road trip. What time do MRIs take place? Mm-hmm. We were debating it before we went live. We were like, you know, do you get this done in the morning? Is it a nine ten? Do you think he skips Is the line? Lunch? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's, a, there's probably a lot of MRIs going on in Philly. There's some... Yeah, some Broad Street bullies having some fights out there. Oh, okay, I was wondering how you were going to finish that. Okay, okay. Uh, so we're waiting to find out how serious this injury was. Two minutes left in the third quarter, though. I mean, he Curry attempts to sort of like strip Jalen Smith of the ball as he's driving to the hoop and uh, immediately grabs that left shoulder. You know, timeout's called. He's looked at on the bench, and then he makes his way back to the locker room, and they say he's not returning, which was a shame for the Warriors. Not only do they lose, they may have win if he's playing because the guy was on fire. He had 38 points. At the point where he exited this game, five threes, perfect at the line. You know, he was doing Steph Curry-like things here, MVP-like Curry. Um, But they go on to lose. I guess the question is, can the Warriors, if we find out this is not even that serious, it's some sort of sprain and and he'll miss some time, can they survive an extended Steph Curry absence? Especially with Wiggins not there, you know, Clay misses last night's game. But what do you think, like... They're not playing well. <laughs> no. It's not like last year when Steph went out the last month of the season, essentially, when he stepped on Marcus Smart, if you remember that. They survived. The question was, are the Warriors a championship team without Steph the last month of the season? The answer, obviously, yeah. He was able to come back. But that was a totally different team. They hadn't found their flow entirely. This is a, a shame because this is a game that Steph may have not been playing in if they were playing really well. This is the second night of a back-to-back. If you look back seasons past, occasionally he sits the second night of a back-to-back. He just looked gassed. He did sit on the bench for a while, so I guess the pain, if you want to be positive, was bearable, it seemed like, for a bit. Uh, But who knows how long it could be. 
Yeah. If you, you read uh, injury Twitter, <laughs> it could be a subluxation. It could be a torn labrum. It sounds like it'll be a few weeks. And this is a totally different team than last year. Wiggins is out, which he wasn't last year. Wiggins is one of the uh, Ironmen of the game. He's They're one and four without Wiggins the last five games. He's big. Yeah. Uh, so he sh- hopefully should be back. Clay is not playing every single game. Uh, can they survive in a West? I think they can. Uh, I, I think I think they can because they're. I don't think there's really places for them to drop in the standings. I guess is where I am. They're tenth, hmm. uh, so I think that's maybe will it, will it be when Curry comes back. But um, they you just gotta, weren't playing great without him. So it's yeah, the the championship find your flow type thing is is that is sort of down for me. That that's kind of taking a hit for me. Thoughts on the Curry injury here? I think the best news is that it was his left shoulder <laughs> rather than his right shoulder because who knows what happens with a shoulder. It didn't look like much of anything, just a weird bend back, right? So yeah. I guess we'll see what the severity is. The way that the Warriors can survive this is if Jordan Poole steps up again like he did when Curry went yeah. to the bench, bench last season. He was like a 15-point-per-game scorer coming off the bench. Curry goes down, Poole into the starting lineup. He became a 25-point-per-game scorer. He can play a Curry-like role. You just need to then hope you can get some something from your bench, whether it be Moses Moody stepping in to some more minutes, Ty Jerome suddenly getting hot from the field. Dante DiVincenzo's had a couple of decent outings recently, so they'll have to step up. But I think Poole can at least take some of Steph's responsibilities, but it's always the question of the guy behind the guy when it's in injuries. And the Warriors guys behind the guys have not yet been good. They might be trying to go through the play-in, depending on how long Curry is out here. So that would be a tough draw for the Warriors. Yeah, we've seen Poole do like a, a Steph Curry impersonation before, like a light Steph Curry impersonation. He's done well, like you were talking about. But man, Curry right now is averaging 30 points per game, basically seven boards and seven assists, and his shooting splits are 59, 43, and 92. He's having a better year than he's ever had in any of his MVP seasons. That's how elite he's been. So good luck replacing that. And, you know, the real issue, too, is they can't stop teams, especially yeah, on the road. For whatever reason, they cannot stop a team on the road another 125 from the Pacers last That's night. truly the issue. Yeah. They had a 47-point quarter against. They allowed 47-point qu- uh, in the, in that second quarter with Curry on the floor where they just couldn't find their flow. Then they came back with lots of effort in the third quarter. Uh, but, yes, that's the bigger problem. Last year, Steph said there was sort of three parts of their season. Find our flow without Clay, then get Clay back into the system, then have championship-type, like, really gear up for the playoffs. This year, their first third of the season with Steph playing ridiculously well was find our rotation and I think they did that into the second you know tier of this uh, season here but then the second tier is just now plummeted so they without him uh yeah the, the championship aspirations that's it's gonna be tough I think uh if if he's out you know more than six weeks even if if pool is great um they just got to find their flow again so he's got to get back Kerr said the team was feeling bad for themselves and not channeling the correct mindset to get out of their slump. And Draymond Green, we should have pointed out, you know, he gets ejected last night. Could have used him in a in a close game because the, the Warriors got back into it, but he was gone. He had a really weird line as it was. And, uh, yeah, it's just nuts that they're now 2-13 and 13 on the road. And you hope it's not serious here, like it's Curry out for a season or something like that because it's just like that is like – just removes a team from from the board that could win a championship. Yeah. No Curry, there's no title. Last year, this year, of course, any year that the Warriors are playing and that guy's on the squad. So we'll hope it's just a 
I guess best case scenario, a couple weeks, maybe, maybe yeah. not even that bad. I don't know. It was a weird injury. You're right. Sort of just. Bloop. Yep. But uh, took him out of the game. Okay, let's get to a little what you got. What you got? What you got? All right. Let's just start by ripping off the bandaid. Sad boys in the building tonight. <laughs> Uh, the losses continue to pile up for our favorite no-dunks teams. So in Chicago, the Knicks pulled off an overtime victory to uh, drop Caruso and the Bulls. See what I did there? Uh, to 11-16. and 16. That's the record for Chicago. Not good. In Toronto, the Kings beat the Raptors by one. So Toronto, a little bit better, but now 13-15. and 15. So the question is, in what you got, Trey, we'll start with you. Oh, thank you. Which no-dunks team is down <laughs> worse we're obviously taking into, like, uh, you know, expectations and, and uh, where you thought this team might be at this point in the season. The Bulls or the Raptors? Which team is down worse? What you got? I'm glad you brought up the expectations because the Bulls, they are definitely in a worse spot than the Raptors. Yeah. The Raptors are down worse compared to expectations, though. People talk them up as a potential 50-win team coming into the season. That ain't the case. But the Bulls, I'm going to start calling them the four tops <laughs> because it's the same Old song, another clutch <laughs> loss for the Bulls last night. Yeah. Three and eleven this season. They've lost two OT games this week. If either of those, or if both those go the Bulls' way, thirteen and fourteen, still bad. But <laughs> like, it looks a lot better than eleven and sixteen. First and foremost, credit to the Knicks. They played solid last night. I thought they played the right kind of game to beat the Bulls. Uh, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. They all kind of took turns doing their thing. Yep. Brunson controlled the first half. He was awesome in overtime. Randall's bully ball really kept the Bulls on their toes, playing, I guess, more so on their heels. They were getting bumped back a lot by this guy. Barrett was slicing and dicing. He was finishing inside. Not a surprise. Mitch Robinson went wild on the offensive glass. And Tass's favorite player now, <laughs> Quentin Grimes, yeah, man. Mm. hit three back-breaking threes against the Bulls. Four minutes left. He hits a three to take a three-point lead after the Bulls had finally battled back. A minute left in regulation. Bulls are up by one. He hits another, or Knicks are up by one. Hits a three to push the lead to four, and then a minute left in overtime. There was a he hit another three to push the lead to six, and oh. that was really the game. Grimes time. Grimes time, unfortunately, and I, don't, I mean, you know, DeRozan's doing his thing out there, but Vooch bad misses, bad box outs uh, down the stretch. Levine, some bad decision making down the stretch. The best part of the Bulls Wednesday is that the Raptors, Hawks, and Wizards all lost as well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they lost no ground standings-wise. But, man, this was a – that was just like watching a replay. Right. Mm. It's like how many how many different ways can they find out how to lose in the clutch? Yeah. Okay. What about you, mm. noted yeah, Raptors great. fans? Yeah. Bulls or Bulls or Raps down worse? Oh. <laughs> uh, watching the Raps give away a game. They're up. Um. Uh, I feel the Raptors way more. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the vibes, this has always been a good vibes team. Yep, that's uh, true. This Generally, is, this outside is of the Tampa part. year. Yeah. This is outside of the Tampa year. This is a strange thing going on. And uh, they obviously can't shoot. <laughs> obviously. That, that is the number one, number two, number three reason. But they almost won a game here. Very, very close to winning a game. And they should have won a basketball game where they only hit six threes and their opponent hit 17. Because Pascal was missing a lot of layups, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm scared. You mentioned the Tampa year. I'm scared that little injury that Pascal sustained after that started the MB, M to his <laughs> felt like an MVP run at the beginning of the season. It, it was a phenomenal start to the season. We thought he was back in his flow despite the injury. 
it is flashbacks of the Tampa year where there's clank, 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 just unable to find mesh mm-hmm. for some strange yeah, reason. Yeah, he missed some bunnies for sure. Uh, so that felt odd and uh, just wrong place. <laughs> the the Barnes giveaway there at the at the end, you know, you just, you just can't give it away. <laughs> the, uh, it's simple as that. And also Fred Van Vliet has the obviously the wide open three to tie. He pushes off to Aaron Fox. He gets a wide open three. Misses. And Pascal Siakam with 2.5 seconds remaining. Maybe it's two. Decides to go up with a, a shot underneath the rim. And now they're down one. Instead of passing to an open Scotty Barnes which it would have been close to if he could have got it off or not, but just odd plays, odd vibes. And so there's uh, there's something off with this team. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they can't shoot. <laughs> I, I, they I, cannot I, shoot. Yeah. Back-to-back games, not a single three-pointer off the bench. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. wild in today's modern NBA. Mm-hmm. Nobody said a three off the bench in two games in a row. I know, yeah. It's, and it's what, it's six made threes in, in, in back-to-back games, which is also, you just... It it gets said over and over again, and so it's cliche at this point, but it's so true, especially with this Raptors team. They are basically in a fight with math, <laughs> and it's the two steps forward, three steps back right now with this squad because no one can hit a three. Like the other part is they play a good Kings team, you know, they go and get the win. They're pumped up. You know, Mike Brown was fired up. I think he got those guys going after getting tossed and bumping the ref there. He's hated the whistle all season long for the Sacramento Kings. They feel like they've been on the short end of the stick, so he gets tossed, whatever. They're playing for him. They're fired up. But you had Van Vliet, monster game with 39 points. Scotty Barnes had maybe one of his best games of the season, so he looked good too. Yes, yeah. Yakum had a down night, but still, because of this math problem where you just can't hit threes and only hit six of them and only even attempt 21, which is a bit of a scary issue too, it's like uh, you might as well take that Mike Tyson clip that you always see going around every once in a while where he's just clowning guys in the ring, right? Like Mike Tyson, Iron Mike at his peak, just knocking out guys in like a minute's time. You can like superimpose the Raptors as all these jobbers get knocked out and Tyson is math. Just put a bunch of numbers on Mike Tyson as he's throwing all these punches because they're getting their asses handed to them. They can't win these games because nobody can shoot. So they need to make a deal. They need to make a move for either a shooter, and/or I'd love both. Get a center too, uh, because Sabonis, you know, clowning those guys inside. They don't have. They have no big boys. I got the guy for you. And Precious being out hurt. But anyway, no. Nikola Vucevic. No. 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 Thank you. <laughs> He's a center, man. This guy's top five in defensive rebounds. I heard he can't box out. I love the I love the points at the end of games. <laughs> Bad box outs. That's true. You need a guy who can box you out. You gotta hit the glass, Tass. No. So so to answer the question, I will go Raptors. And the big part is you said it, Trey. You know, Tass, you were telling me I, I bet my house on the Raptors over this year. You said they always win. Oh uh, yeah. Whatever it is, like fifty games or over the what was it? They always hit the over, I guess, or ten out of the last ten 11 out of the years. last eleven years. They've gone over their numbers, and I think it was forty six and a half. This okay. Year. Was yeah, it? Was that's it? gonna be hard pressed to get there. So they just had yeah. more expectations than the Chicago Bulls, and the whole Lonzo Ball not playing, and he may not even play the entire <laughs> yeah. season. Yes. Sounded like that was deflating. So I just uh, I thought the Raps would be better than the Bulls. Now they are <laughs> technically, but not by much. Yeah, oh, it's there, rough. there's no doubt. Yeah, they're over under total 46 and a half. Uh, they can't shoot. And it's strange because preseason, I heard Nick Nurse talk with our man, Will Liu, on, on the Raptors show. And you want to talk about sicko shit. Uh, Nick Nurse got into 
his program for shooters and how they develop and and how, and he talked about Scotty Barnes and how he's going to develop and how Siakam developed and OG Ananobi developed and he just you know he didn't get too deep into the ultimate program playbook but he sold me on guys being able to shoot <laughs> and uh I guess it's not done um it's not done on a in a textbook it's not done on a computer it's done on the basketball floor and uh yeah, they, they they couldn't all come together when you do get a great Fred game because oh, yeah, uh, was Fred a... was phenomenal getting into the lane. It was really Fred taking it upon himself. He was only two of eight from three, but a ridiculous eleven of seventeen from two. Yeah, not not the supporting cast when we thought this would be a, a pretty deep team is uh, disappointing. And the Bulls and Raptors, both of them last night. You know, we're talking about the bad vibes. Or just being down, being sad boys. Uh, they're playing, like we said, two teams that we had on the happiness index. Doing quite well in the yep. Knicks, who have figured out their rotation a little bit and had all their three like big guys scoring and contributing at the same time last night, which was good for them. And then the Kings, I mean, did you see them celebrating in the locker room after the game? Do you see they have a, like, a little laser purple uh, pointer? Portable beam? Yeah, they have a portable <laughs> beam. They're traveling with a portable beam because they were celebrating, uh, I guess, uh, uh, Jordy, was it, taking over for Mike Brown after he got lost and they're dumping water on him and they pulled out the win. And, and they were they look like a college team. It's amazing. They're giving Harrison Barnes a defensive player of the game trophy. They got he, a lot of bits. Was, yeah, I know. Both the Raptors got no bits. They got no bits. <laughs> <So> they stink. <laughs> We've got to trade for a bit here uh, now that uh, it's trade deadline season. Hilarious possession, though, bit-wise, um, from Julius Ray. Handle at the end oh, yeah. of regulation. Yeah. Just held the ball for 23 seconds, took a million dribbles, and shot an air ball. Very Zach Randolph yeah. of him. Um, but if you need shooting, you know, Vucevic is 36%. Yeah. Well, what minutes. was okay? Hold on. You said right before we went live that uh, Michael the Podpina had a Bulls Raptors <laughs> trade that he was proposing, and I got upset with you. So why don't you share it with everybody? Uh, Pat Williams. Kobe White, Derek Jones Jr. to the Raptors for Fred VanVleet. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, lo- I love Fred VanVleet on the Bulls. Yeah, Rockford's finest. Yeah, I do love that. Yeah. Illinois boy, but I don't want any of those Bulls players. <laughs> we do- I know, you want Vooch. That's why I no, don't want for Vooch. I don't want Vooch. And if a trade happens between the Bulls and Raptors, uh, I'm busy. You guys do the emergency podcast. I can't even Just talk let them be one point. team. Oh, okay. Right, like just just combine teams. Yeah, I don't. DeRozan I, played for both. Yeah, man. yeah. Oh, that's they wear the same call. colors. That's a great call. <laughs> yeah, all right. There's I 29 teams now at the blocks. Oh. Reggie Bullock will also be <laughs> traded for. Bullocks. <laughs> I don't mind the Raptors. The, 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 there's some rumors about Demar coming back to the Raptors. I don't mind that. <laughs> Here we you, go. you need a shooter. Uh, you can't shoot a three. Know, it doesn't matter. Oh, Long twos. Thirty-six percent, man. Thirty-six. Thirty-six percent. He would be like the Raptors' second best three point shooter. That's how sad it is. I mean, what's Lee Ellis doing? Uh, I would, you know, I mean, he's not traveling right now. Get him a fifteen. Toronto on the list. Deal. Yeah, yeah, get him up there. Get him in the gym. Can't play outside right now, though. <laughs> that's right. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. All right, let's keep it going here. Uh, uh, today is December 15th, uh, 56 days until the NBA trade deadline. Thanks to Hollinger for that. But more importantly, it's the first day when a lot of rumored trades can become realistic trades. Uh, because that's nearly because that's because nearly all the players who signed in 22 free agency, even to resign if they're with their own team, they're now eligible to be traded. So a lot of names are now officially could be moved. Um, so I want to know off of last night's game, and the sad teams we were talking about. Who is most likely to try and salvage their season with a trade here? We will remove the Bulls and Raptors from this <laughs> equation because they could be in there too. But the Hawks, who gave up a 50-point first quarter to the Orlando Magic last night. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, 
who, despite Luca, you know, sitting squarely at the MVP table, uh, keep losing games. Uh, or the Washington Wizards, who we also bet the house on to hit the over. <laughs> and man, that looked good for a month and are on a slide right now. Hawks, Mavs, or Wizards, most likely to try and salvage their season with a trade. Task get started. What you got? I think it's the Mavericks because I think the Wizards are going to take a step back, if anything, with the trade. I think they'll trade Kuzma and they won't be better because of it. Mm. Uh, I think the Hawks' first move will be to let go of Nate McMillan uh, if they make a move before the trade because they've decimated some of their depth. Mm-hmm. They let Kevin Herter go essentially because they traded so many picks for DeJounte Murray, they see the writing on the wall. They're going to have to extend DeJounte Murray. They're probably not going to want to pay John Collins. Uh, sorry, not keep John Collins around because he is getting paid. That 50-point quarter, a near record. 51 points in a first quarter, the most scored ever in an NBA game in the, in the Hawks. I had, to, I had to watch that back because it was almost unbelievable to give up 50 points in one stinking quarter. They're down 50-22. There was like an 18-3 run, a 17-3 run in one quarter. And uh, they just didn't want to rotate. Obviously, there's some excuses there with Collins and DeJounte Murray being out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that this they would come together some way, some, somehow. Uh, but I don't think them... I don't think Schlenk is going to try and put together a package. Well, I do think the Mavs can try and find somebody that can hit some threes, somebody that can dribble the ball a little bit more, a little flashback of Jalen Brunson that Doncic can trust to give the ball to because you could upgrade some of those parts. Uh, Their supporting cast just basically is like replacement level average NBA player. So you can conjure together somebody to find somebody. The Hawks will probably make a trade for, I think Collins could still be moved, but I, I, you could improve the Mavs supporting cast. So I think that's probably the easiest way to do it. I, th- I think that's, it's, you know, we like all these blue sky, oh, trade for a superstar. Sure. But if the Mavs trade for anybody average, it could be yeah. an improvement on somebody. What about Kyle Kuzma? Sure. You know, a lot of people in the stream team uh, saying, why couldn't he be a Mavericks player? Sure, make it happen. Uh, he should be rumored to every team. Oh, yeah, every team is going to be point. in the mix for Kuzma. Okay. I'm with Tass. I think the Hawks and Mavs are going to be buyers, and the Wizards are going to be sellers because, you know, they're just kind of falling out of the bottom of the season here. I'm most convinced on the Hawks making a trade here because they haven't lived up to expectations this season, but also last season, right? Like, we were a month into last season, and Travis Schlenk was saying, I probably shouldn't have run this one back. So there's unhappiness in the locker room, on the bench, on the court. Like, Trey Young is having a real tough December here. He's 6 for 31 from 3 right now. He is doing his best to get Nate McMillan out of there, it feels like. They've got tradable pieces, right? And John Collins, who probably has some value around the league. DeAndre Hunter, you could convince yourself on. Bogdanovich is starting to round into form. Clint Capella seems a little superfluous with Anyeka Kongu hanging out there. The problem for the Hawks is they get super expensive starting next season. They're currently fifth in payroll for next year, and this is a team that's been in the middle of the Eastern Conference for a couple of seasons. I don't think Tony Ressler's going to want an expensive mid-team, mm-hmm. and honestly, like Travis Schlank, after going to the conference finals, it hasn't been good, so I wonder if he's going to start trying to preserve things uh, around Atlanta a little bit. Uh, so I would guess the Hawks. Just back to the Mavericks. Who would they? What pieces are? Do you think they could be moving and in, in to get anyone to help out? Be it a Kuzma or someone, maybe even John Collins or some other. Uh, probably not superstar player, but like obviously a rotational player that they can trust or think they can trust a little bit more. Who's being packaged? I mean, their picks. Don't they owe a pick still to the uh, to the New Knicks. York Knicks? Um, I believe so. I don't think they're going to be able to entice 
a lot of teams with uh, draft capital, unless it's sort of way down the line. But, uh, what do you think? Well, yeah, it was, a draft pick would be nice to, mm-hmm. uh, to throw in there. I think it could be a deal like the Lakers made for Kyle, for Russell Westbrook. And uh, fittingly, Kyle Kuzma was a part of that deal. Kind of like a four-for-one, a three-for-one, oh, if oh. possible. If the Wizards are, let's say it's for Kuzma, would, which would be strange. The Wizards would have to be enticed, but the Wizards would want to have to get worse. But they, what they paid Bradley Beal, still paying Porzingis, I just don't think they want to pay Kuzma. So, yeah, it would have to be like a three-for-one. Okay, so one of their shooters in... in- Tim Hardaway Jr. or Bullock or maybe convince a team on Bertons. Uh, and then maybe like a you know a promising guy like Dwight Powell or something like that. Like the other team's going to want something here in return for whatever player is going to Dallas. So you just think a two or three for one from Dallas. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even that concerned about uh, throwing – you're saying Dwight Powell's promising. Yeah, that's, that's nice. A, yeah. That's very nice of you. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But I, I don't think it's even like – Hey, we're we're just giving you guys, really. I think it's just bodies for non-paying Kuzma, really. If if it was for Kyle Kuzma, okay, we got the Kuzma hots right now. Yeah, everybody, okay. everybody Kuzma's wants Kuz. Uh, yeah, everybody. But Dallas can can do some stuff. They don't have their twenty-three draft pick coming up here, but they could trade one okay. further down the line. Yeah. But they just need to do something. They need to get new guys in the mix because their role players have been around forever. Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba. They're fine guys, but like they're not good enough that you need to keep running them back every single season. Yeah. Let's just mix things up here. Yeah. Uh, I also think when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks and like, uh, hey, we got to trade now because we got to start winning some games. We got to get up in these standings. We got to have home court advantage. We, we do think we could win a title built around a guy like Luka. It comes down to how much Doncic himself is like talking to Cuban and the front office saying, this doesn't work. You know, switch this up. If he's content and he doesn't believe that, like, hey, you know, we had that stretch where everybody was hitting threes and I still believe in this team. Like, I think he has, obviously, being one of the elite players in the league, he has a lot of sway. Like, I think if he goes to Cuban tomorrow and says, trade so-and-so, trade so-and-so, go get so-and-so, like, Cuban's 100% doing that. I don't even know if Luke is that type of player where he involves himself with that. But uh, he's got a lot of say in the matter, I would imagine, and rightfully so. He had a grumpy-looking walk-off. Yeah, well, yeah, yesterday. right, right. So maybe he's frustrated. <laughs> so he doesn't look too happy right now. But, you know, when you go back through the history of the Dallas Mavericks, there are a lot of seasons when Dirk Nowitzki did not have a quality supporting cast around him, and he stuck around yeah. just waiting for the right time. Yeah. All right, so how about this quick trade machine yes. deal? Okay. Why yes. not? Here we yes. go. I think it's fair on both sides. The Wizards and Mavs dealing. Cal Kuzma going to the Mavs. Okay. For Dwight Powell, he's promising. I heard. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not selling the uh, the uh, Wizards on Dwight Powell. Yeah. And Josh Green. Oh, jeez. And maybe that's an oversell I... for overreach for the Mavs fans out there. They love their Josh Green. Yeah. But you got to give up something for the Coos. I mean, the Wizards should do that. Uh, yes, yeah. they would do that. I think the Mavs would have pause with. Uh, Hey, one of our cheap contracts, uh, one of our, you know, young, young, young guys who's actually promising, who plays defense, who gets at it. Mm. He ain't Kuz. Yeah. And, and, then, and then the flip to that is, like, Kuz is nice, but <laughs> is Kuz making the Mavericks, like, one of the best oh, teams wow. in the Western Conference? Uh, if Kyle no. Kuz goes to the Mavericks, the Chandler Parsons comparisons <laughs> oh. become even more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's got to happen. Okay. The Wiz have to cash in on Kuz. Kuz that, cash. They, they, they the should. Val- they the should. value has never yeah, been yeah, yeah, higher. yeah. yeah. And there's all there's the talk about oh yeah yeah he's got the pedigree as a champion, he, sure he's also you know been the uh, 
a real high scorer on a bad team with the Lakers before that and and found a perfect role coming off the bench. He wasn't a starter. So as a guy around Luka, maybe he'd be shooting too much even. (laughs) But he's an improvement on Josh Green. You ain't winning a championship with Josh Green either. So I don't think it's crazy. I don't think that is crazy, and you don't have to give up a draft pick. Otherwise, the Wizards should tear it down to the studs, man, well, down to the yeah. to the cement floor. Uh, no, trade, I say tra- I say trade with the Mavericks every single trade deadline. <laughs> Just keep doing it. Oh yeah, they've already done it right with Porzingis there. Uh, I mean, I would say trade Bradley Beal, but has his value ever been lower? And oh yeah, he's got a no trade clause. So come up with a great trade, and he goes, nah. I'm yeah, I don't want to go there. I'd rather just stay here. Yikes. Anyway, okay, final one here. Uh, let's just quickly highlight some awesome individual performances last night. In Denver, Jokic, season high, 43 points to go with 14 boards, 8 assists in a win over those Zards, high-scoring game. In San Antonio, Damian Lillard, he continues to loiter around the MVP table. He's just circling it. He scored 37 points. Blazers beat the Spurs. Their third straight win. And then finally, in OKC, Tyler Hero made a career-high nine three-pointers. He hit the go-ahead jumper. He scored 35. And the Heat, they need all the wins they can get. They got the 110-108 victory over uh, over the Thunder. So, what was the most dominant performance last night in the association? Jokic, Lillard, or Hero? What you got? Uh, For me, it is certainly Nikola Jokic. Uh, Not only the most dominant performance, but I would also say a very gracious and magnanimous performance from Nikola (laughs) Jokic to not be saying too small every single time (laughs) he went down the court. It was Taj Gibson. It was Daniel Gafford taking turns, and it didn't matter, uh, really. They would just Mm -hmm. throw the ball into Jokic. Sometimes he would dribble and score. Sometimes he wouldn't dribble and score. He just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. And then the other Nuggets did so as well. They scored 98 points in the paint. That's incredible. That's all. That's a whole game of scoring just from layups. So, yeah, it, it's got to be Jokic to me. That was just – it was comical seeing how easily he was scoring. It didn't even look like he was trying. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> it didn't look like he was sweating and he zipped that pass, taking a ball yeah. off the board and zipping it up ahead. And as he said, no Porzingis for the Washington Wizards, so they're throwing out Taj – who was undersized as a big man as it is, yes. and uh, and then Daniel Gafford, who was also undersized in, uh, against Jokic, and uh, he was trying his darndest, but uh, no amount of Gafford tape can patch up <laughs> this wizard season. They've lost eight straight. It's getting bad there, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> It was cool just to see him. It's do. always fun to see Jokic like put up a, a forty point game because yeah. he doesn't yeah. try and do it a lot of time. I feel like he could do this every night almost. Like, yeah. He could. He's he's next to unstoppable because of his yep. size and his touch and all that. But it's not. He's not wired that way. It's obviously more of a playmaker and getting everybody else involved and then you know coming through in the clutch if need be. So it's it's always fun to be reminded that the guy, especially against a smaller team, that can just go out and put up 43 in his sleep and make it look like you said easy Uh, let's see where let's see where he is in shots per game he's now 61st in shots per game Mm. in the nba as we talked about earlier at 14.7 yeah he can do it when he wants wow that is wild um i was checking too i was like i guess maybe some of these guys don't qualify ahead of him if we want to get technical about it so maybe he'll jump up a few (laughs) but but still I i think most will qualify anyway um Jokic's career high yeah you know 43 last night do you know off the top of your head? 47? No, he had a 50-burger. 
Two years ago in his first MVP season. I don't remember it. Don't uh, remember that. Yeah, that's his best game. He's got a couple, like, he's got 47, he's got a 49 last year. So, uh, 43, not his best of his best, but man, (laughs) Pat, when you go, what'd you say, 17 and 20? (laughs) Yep. Uh, And other good performances there from Lillard, the Blazers, like we said, they're on the happiness scale, and the Heat needed that. They needed all 35 from Tyler Hero. Oh, yeah. And and he hit the clutch jumper, so you can make a case for that, being the most dominant, if you really wanted to, the most important, I guess, to his team's success last night. I like that, most important, yeah. because to me, Hero is one of the biggest X factors in the entire yeah, league, yeah. because the defense is going to come for the Heat. They're going to play defense. You know, when Jimmy's out there, they're going to be at least competitive offensively. Bam's been doing his thing, but Hero really raises their ceiling because he does exactly what the Heat need. Somebody who can make a three-pointer and somebody who can do something with the ball in their hands. So when he's flowing, they look good. They just needed all of them last night, unfortunately. Yeah, there's flashbacks to the Heat watching him play Hero Ball. Uh, at the end of that game, there's no doubt. And to see Jimmy Butler in his ear... Uh, in the huddle as he went out. He was basically, you know, big up hero. You, you are going to go win this yeah, game yeah. for us. Yeah. And he did that wearing what I, I'm not sure is uh, an accessory or is just uh, an injury tape job. But on his left hand, you see his non-shooting hand. He's got his whole wrist taped up, and it, it's probably for an injury. But it looks like his thumb is going through like it's a sweater with a hole you know oh, the, yeah, yeah. the thumb hole so it's wrapped the thumb yeah 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 so, so uh, it's, I think that could be something that Tyler Hero tries to pull off right. <laughs> okay. a new accessory like sweaters uh, but anyway can you ask the league I don't know you suffer from cold arms can you ask them to make your jersey <laughs> not only sleeved like we used to have but goes all the way down <laughs> What is it? What is it? Raynaud's sim- syndrome, JD? Raynaud's phenomenon? Is that what it's called? Your hands uh, get cold? Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, that I guess wouldn't they, help. They would, just make you, they would just make you wear the under shirt. Like, compression, compression under shirt yeah, with yeah. the shooting sleeves. Go full Heinrich on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Basically long sleeves, yeah. Yeah, some people, I guess. If do you that. had Raynaud's, you'd want mittens. <laughs> Shooting mitts, and mitts Shoot would be mitts. tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, good. we got to take a break. My God, this is going long. That was a fun block, though. Tight show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep it a tight hour. Look at <laughs> Don't us. worry. We did it for almost one show. The male segment's going to be tight. Yeah, right. <laughs> good one. I think it might be. No, seriously. Good, good. It might go. Yeah, it's good. Are you kidding me? We're going to yeah. open letters on the air. That's going to be quick. Yeah. You know, are you a fast reader? No. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll, we'll, we're, we're we we might get bored. People get bored of letters. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to find out. We're going to open some letters here live on the show. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder love a hang loose hand or a salute but man it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back ouch we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash no dunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, Row or ride at home or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, back in the Classic Factory, we've been asking for a few weeks now, hey, send us some letters, like actual real letters in the mail. Everybody loves to get mail. And uh, I thought it was a joke at first, (laughs) but then we started putting the address in the YouTube comments. And people sent in mail. People Tass, you went in. to our P.O. box the other day, and there's like, I don't know, <laughs> plenty, six or seven pieces. Plenty of letters. So let's address them. so exciting opening up the P.O. <laughs> box and, these letters. and ripping them out. Actual letters, but I'm going to start with a postcard here from our man, Chi. Okay. Now, it's, uh, I guess, a promotional <laughs> postcard for Excite Night, which Whoa. is every second Saturday, some house, hip-hop, dubstep, techno. <laughs> Get in on it. Uh, oh, Honky Tron's there. <laughs> I was so much more excited when I thought Excite Night meant we went to a bar and played Excite Bike. Yeah. I didn't realize it was, uh, you know, this music that I'm not as into as much. Uh, uh, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. You, John Bean? That guy's great. <laughs> I listened to John B. while playing Excite Bike. Oh, once. John B. Uh, Excite Bike. I played it. Still, still great. Anyway. Excite Bike's awesome. It is awesome. God, I used to love that game. So, uh, from Chief, I'll read it here. What's up? No Donkey Bunch. The 8-bit motocross rider on this old postcard makes me think of TBT. If you were going to go do a if you were going to do a throwback Thursday episode, which segments would you include? <laughs> From our old starters days. <laughs> oh, wow. What it, wow. Crossfire. LeBron versus Kobe. Kobe versus LeBron. Wow, I don't that know. was an old one, yeah. What was that? Like, was we, that? we did like a whole season where the last rapid fire question was, oh. would you take LeBron or Kobe for whatever? In for like, like random yeah, things. Like billiards or yeah, whatever. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the one. beloved Pung Gun. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Chief, awesome. Thank you for that. So any flashbacks, any uh, throwback segments you'd, you'd want to do? Uh, I like the uh, segment where Matt came out dressed as a mascot. <laughs> Yawn the pelican. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So more Matt showing up dressed up as a as a pelican. Pelican. Love to see pelican. Those pelican. Sucked feet. Yes. Sucked. <laughs> uh, Crossfire is a good one. Yeah, and we did it in the No Dunks era. Yeah, yeah. it's a better television medium <laughs> segment, in my opinion. 
Yeah. I don't know. Audio wise, it's like it feels, it feels a little more forced in just a podcast. I, there's something that part about it. Sure. TVs, it's built for that. It's built, built for for, it. for built for forcing standing it. and yelling. I do miss doing this all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, good one. Great postcard. Listen to Point of Contention on the Athletic NBA Show. It's Crossfire. Crossfire esque. Yeah, you're right. All right, so uh, you're gonna hear some. That's what we need to hear. Yeah. That's Some, a man opening your Oh, letter. we once had a question about how do you open your letters? Do you go do. like that top part? Do you go to the side? Do you even use a letter opener? Do you use scissors? Anyway. Oh, boy. It's a chunky. This is a this is, this is novel. Yes. So, yeah, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't, so was I. Well, I didn't pre-read. I thought, I thought they'd be like postcards. Anyway. Well, we uh, we could have pre-read them. Yeah, then you wouldn't have the natural ASMR of opening an envelope. Which is awesome. Yeah, but we could have opened them all, sealed them up, and again. then sealed them back up. Yeah. Yeah. I like this mailer here. Okay, well, <laughs> all right, let's go. Just skip the other <laughs> no, one. I'll get to it. I'll no, get I to think it. that's smart. Actually. Okay, right. well, you open this one up, Trey, while I read M. Friginal's <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna, uh, long letter no, here. Just give us a taste. Give us a taste if you can. Well, it's difficult because he's excited. I hope this letter finds you well during the wonderful holiday season. Hearing you guys talk about if we had questions that we should send you in a letter. Meant me, I had to. Yeah. I, I just had to can write I, you a darn letter, is what <laughs> Micah, Micah you know writes. What, can I jump in? I feel like I'm in sixth grade writing a letter to my crush. <laughs> I like uh, how, uh, what's his name? Micah. I like how he started that. I, I hope this letter finds you well. Yeah. That's a great That is a beautiful line. way to always start a letter. It did find us well. It did. Yep. It did. So, uh, any cues in there we could address? Yeah, did they bold any questions yeah. in the doc? <laughs> yeah, there's a, a good amount. There's a good amount of chatter about Beantown Boys. Oh, okay. okay. And um, the love of his life. I started dating my girlfriend last February, right in time for playoff basketball. Before we started dating, she heard and saw my love and passion for the Boston Celtics. She told me that she never really watched or paid attention to any basketball since high school and that she was more of a football gal. But I got her into it. Yes. Beantown boys for life. Yes. Uh, this is good. And so the question is, uh, I do believe here, with all of that, it has shocked me how much she likes Al Horford. So my question is... <laughs> I know why. That's a shocker. <laughs> that guy's sexy as hell, man. You should have included a photo of yourself, Micah, because we could find out whether you're <laughs> as hot as Al Horford. My question, what has shocked you and caught you off guard in your life? <laughs> People sending in actual letters to an NBA podcast. Peace and love, spin it up, and I remember I don't want your and remember I don't want your stupid autographs. Uh, good, life. good. Thank you. Yeah, remember we, I said that? Yeah. So don't send in something asking for autographs because you don't want it. It's a great them. point, yeah. You don't want them. Stupid. Anyways. What do you got over this there? This one was a package. Okay. Uh, it appears to be a bunch of stickers. <laughs> this is way too much fun. This is from Toronto Soars. Toronto uh -huh, Soars. Uh -huh. okay. Maybe north of the border? <laughs> well, you would think that, but the return address is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so oh. maybe a, a we the south <laughs> a little bit. All right, what do you got? And these are dinosaur-themed raptors. Okay. Stickers, <laughs> but these are not all raptors. All raptors players. So this is Scotty Barnes, but he looks like a stegosaurus. Yeah. This is a... Gary Triceratops Jr. <laughs> yep, yep. and Chris Boucher. That's Chris Boucher yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what he is. What, what is Dino that? is? Yeah. So we got some of those. Oh wow! There's like one for every single player. Oh here. my goodness. Van Vliet, OG Siakam. Oh, and then we got the classics: DeRozan, Stoudemire, McGrady. But these are cool. And Charles Oakley. I think 
Uh, don't quote me on bad. this. I believe those are NFTs too. I think they're available. Tyrannosaurus? I think so. I've seen these before. Maybe so. So that's awesome. But I, I think you'll be seeing these on a laptop coming to you. <laughs> wow, that one. We just did a free ad. <laughs> for, for, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I think I've seen those before. That's that amazing. shocked me. I didn't know that <laughs> we were doing it. <laughs> I didn't know that well, either. We had a real it's like Christmas a pickle card report. here. Yeah, from <laughs> from Mark and Gabriella. Okay, who's gonna we put it on their mantle? Stuff. We got a fight to put it on. Uh, we one got, of our we need a mantle. Yeah. Merry No Dunks Christmas. Okay. Just like Santa's little elves, you guys are always hard <laughs> at work in the factory making little boys and girls' dreams come true, or in your case, damn good podcasts. From the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for all that you do and for the hours and hours of entertainment you provide us fans. As a gift, I share with you an eggnog recipe that's been handed <laughs> down from generations to generations. Wow. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure if it's been handed down. I found it on the internet years ago, and it's pretty damn good. Yes. Thanks for your honesty. That's great. I've been looking for a fresh eggnog here at a Georgia farm, so this is great. Beg- best eggnog recipe ever. Whisk egg. Yolks and sugar together in medium bowl until light and creamy. Twelve large eggs. You got a dozen eggs you can give me? Oh, you think I'm giving up twelve large eggs Please. to make eggnog? You're fucking insane. <laughs> I love eggs. As they are, not in a nog liquid form. As, as they are. <laughs> you saw that opening cold opening. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he mentions here, or Mark and Gabriella mentioned, I heard Skeets complain about the sugar content in the store-bought version yes. and thought this might be a good remedy. Let's see. One <laughs> cup of sugar. Sugar is all I see here, and I can't wait for that ground to nutmeg. Mm. Anyways, uh, fair warning, you might want to buy a chicken if you plan on serving this for guests during the holidays. See ingredients. What the hell are you... Because of the 12, 12 eggs, eggs, I guess? Oh, we need yeah, to, yeah, good, good. We need a make chicken coop? Buy a chicken and then make the eggs. Okay, we can do that. that. Happen. I nice. think there's some chickens down the road here. Jamie. Yeah, well, hundreds of them. <laughs> are there really? Yes, well, there were, like but... Like I told you the story. Yeah. The guy who came up, he was like, somebody stole 45 of my chickens. 45? That's what he said, 45. How do you go about doing that? That's what I said. Do you drug How do you, them? I, what? <laughs> I don't know. Drug the chickens. Yeah, Pick come on. Pass out and then just pick them up. I don't know. Yeah. But he just, I guess he just round them up. All right. Yeah. Anyways, turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Warm wishes from Mark G. in L.A. by way of Montreal. Hey, thanks, Mark. Thanks for the nog recipe. Thanks. Officially I got it. passed down. An, <laughs> and a card okay. from Cheeve and Kathy. Oh, God. We got Cheeved? We got a magnet. Twice? We got a magnet. It's not a card. It's actually a magnet. Christmas magnet. We got Cheeved. This guy's sending it on an actual <laughs> awesome. holiday this card. This is awesome. Two different, on the fridge. Two different packages <laughs> from Cheeve. Kathy and Cheeve. <laughs> That's a nice card. Put a head on it. That's, Man. that's going right on the fridge. Hey, congratulations. Is that their, is that we- is that their wedding day? Sure, looks they like it. They are wearing... It looks like I it, love yeah. what they're wearing on their wedding day. Going against the norm. Look, look, look at that. Back to me, JD. One more look at that. Look at... You like the looks. No, I mean, come on. Where's the colorful. top hat? Look how colorful this is. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. There's a lot of green on this, though. Yeah. Just not on his head. Lush setting. We can draw... We can actually... Because these uh, the green is behind his head, we can draw in <laughs> a fake hat. We're gonna. All right. All right. Just two Please more pieces of mail. Uh, this one, the simplest of cards. Just uh, horizontally striped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That blue and gold. Lying around the house. And a uh, very simple message. Salutations, no dunks crew. Light the motherfucking beam. <laughs> Sincerely, Andrew, a Sacramento native. Beam was lit. Nice. Well Keep done. Keep it lit. And, uh, Final one, one? One more. Yeah, why not? Let's 
get a good rip here. <laughs> no butter knife in here, so we got to use the old fingies. <laughs> oh, a nice Ooh. handwritten letter. Oh, we're going script. Oh, can you even read it? Cur cursive, baby. Wow, that's handwriting. Yeah. Double lined. <laughs> I'm a longtime listener, okay. pre the starters days, but a first line question writer. Oh, first time question. Oh, that's going to be difficult, Tess. The, you you didn't cross your teeth, man. <laughs> Look, I'm more inclined to seek an excuse to handwrite something than to send off an email. So your inclusion of the P.O. box was enough to get this mess of an idea directed your way. With the Rudy Gobert trip of Kendrick, Will Kendrick Kenrich Williams... <laughs> You remember when he tripped Kenrich Williams? Yes. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. it's got yeah, right? fast. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Postal service, still doing work. <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, having drawn the attention of non-sickos to Kenrich's hair. Yes. What other quirks of a player, team, jersey, arena, in a smaller market catches your attention each time you watch? What came mm. to mind as an older example is Mike Scott's emoji tattoos. Whoa, flashback. Yeah, to nice one. good one. He played... Uh, bunch of teams including the hawks to 2010 hawks as uh, the writer writes here caca uh, <laughs> or a more recent vintage there's the past few years of rashawn holmes's push shot interesting yep, yep. Uh, separately for jd since i doubt you have any interest in that question <laughs> as a former resident of atlanta i was recently reminiscing that despite my affection for the chinatown here in my current residence of chicago i specifically miss the northern china eatery up on beaufort highway oh yes <laughs> Love it there. Why me specifically? <laughs> Have you, you mentioned won't it before? Stop talking about Have it. I mentioned that before? Yeah, you're always talking about the chickens getting kidnapped and that restaurant. That's it. Yeah, I only have stop. two stories. You Keats. never stop. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, is there any food from a prior place you've been to that you wish was more readily available? You miss a restaurant, essentially. Oh. oh, and then we get uh, nice. I like this part change pen colors here thanks for all the entertainment over the years and for in Trey and for Trey in particular let's hope to change to a red pen see red oh, for wow. years nice. to come wow. stuff, there we go John. we went capital cursive letters for the C red and you had to you had to go old school there. so we have some uh, survivor fans here in the stream team saying uh, Jeff Probst wrote that letter that wasn't John <laughs> That's a joke. It's your, a survivor your joke. Your mom's. Yeah, your, yeah, fan. your fan, John. <laughs> your yeah. fan, Your John. fan. Crossed out Jeff, put John. Anyways, we got through them there. We did it. Thank you so much to everybody that uh, sent nice. in mail. I, I, dare I say, keep sending them in? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> mail call. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will continue putting the P.O. Box address in the YouTube comments. We'll make sure to, to tweet it out as well and all that. So uh, thank you to everybody that sent that in. We really appreciate it. That was fun. It was fun. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, pick em results and a really, really fun tweet of the night. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right. Stream team was loving the snail mail segment 
And there it is, already on the fridge. Kathy and Cheeve. <laughs> and their wedding magnet that they sent in, in the mail. Love it. Nice. <laughs> right beside our No Dunks Yeti magnet. Which that's is also pretty great. cool that he, I mean, he sent that to us, but that's the same magnet that's going out to all friends and family. Yeah, we're and he family. addresses himself as Cheeve to everybody else as well. It says Kathy and Cheeve. It's, it's not his first name. Oh. His first name's Andrew. Oh. <laughs> it'd, be called, wow. it'd be like you putting skeets wow. on your holidays. Yeah, Norrin Skeets. <laughs> happy holidays. Oh, interesting. Wild I stuff. I don't think I'd go that far. So. But it's good. It's good. I like that we're family. Uh, yes. Or friends. <laughs> but I consider myself <laughs> yeah. more family to Jeeve and Kathy, of course. Status achieved. You are achieved, <laughs> my man. Uh, picking results last night. Let's start wrapping this up. Cavs, Mavs. Dallas was favored by two and a half at home. These guys... No. Yeah, I have this right. Hold on. <laughs> Dallas was the favorites, and they lost. The Cavs uh, killed them. So I got it incorrect. I believe Trey got it incorrect. Yes. And Tass was the only one to get it correct. There, correct. I got, I got there. You right got there. it. You yeah, got yeah, it yeah. correct. Uh, tonight's game, Tass. So there's a couple on, four games, something no, like that. Don't worry. We have time, by the way, because we had such a short mail segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can discuss <laughs> it. It was only 13 minutes. That's got to be the shortest segment in No Dunks history. So we have time to <laughs> okay. kill here. Anyway, uh, the old uh, baseball series, two games set in Utah, takes place tonight. It's the second game of two where the Pelicans lost in Utah the first time. Game number two here, another close line. The Jazz getting one and a half points, so they could actually lose by one and still cover Skeetsy. You got the Jazz. I, I, I don't. I almost did the unthinkable today in our talk this morning. You guys got in there before I did. Fine. Wow. That's fine. Like, we sometimes... It's not a race, but whatever. Sometimes people get in at a certain time into the dock. Yeah. You guys both had Pelicans. I don't want the Jazz. I got. <laughs> I don't want them tonight. Nah. I almost went... Three, man. NOP and made it three Pelicans. But I said, you know what? Nah, it's better. It's better. Well, we had a bet on yesterday's show about the TNT crew and whether or not they would redo their segment of yeah. flopping into a tree. Yeah. We Good. had uh, eggnog on the line. Yeah. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. So let's double or nothing, and let's let's switch here. I'll switch you. I'll take the Jazz. I'll take. You want to? You want to Sorry, switch me? sorry, Jerome. All your work on that. You want to switch me that. right now? You want to take the Jazz? What do you know that I don't know? No, nothing. That line is weird to me. Well, listen, baseball. Uh, these baseball series usually there's a split. Mm. So that's why I took the. Uh, okay, the so Pelicans. you want to take the take the, the, jazz. the Jazz line, and I'll take Pokemon. Oh, All right, yeah. there you go. There you go. Wow, nice. Nog again, I guess, is on the line. Nog again, and obviously. Uh, the game the actual, is here. The actual pickle yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, oh, so so does somebody have to make the eggnog recipe that we just got? <laughs> yes. On the air. And uh, you have to do it in less than 13 minutes to have a new record for shortest segment. I got to go steal a chicken. <laughs> I, I can In 13 minutes, I can go steal a chicken from down the road. Yeah. Get it to hatch a dozen eggs Whoa. that I need for the Jesus. recipe. What are you going to do to that 12 chicken? Chickens. Just get 12. <laughs> 12 full chickens? Well, Why? Wanna, <laughs> what is it? One egg a day? Like, you're going to have no, to <laughs> If you just go buy a dozen eggs. You could do that. You could do that. <laughs> it sounds like you want to get rid of your neighbor's chickens. That's what it sounds I like. I got no me. problem with You might chickens. be the culprit in this. Is that what's going on here? No, I love the chickens. I didn't even even know he had chickens down there. <laughs> Goats, on the other hand. Yeah, yeah. Those I hear. Yep. Okay, so I, I have suddenly with Trey the Pelicans yeah. at minus one and a half know. in Utah. I just, I'm just a Utah lover, but uh, they could go down tonight. They could. <laughs> that's, that's never happened before, I don't think. In the <laughs> I don't know why it would. I don't know why it's it did. It's a trade. <laughs> Love nice. it. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. 
Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Okay, a bunch of tweets here from the same account. Basketball reference at bball underscore ref. Uh, had some fun tweets yesterday. Got everybody talking. The first one was basketball references. Sportify Wrapped is here with a pick of the most viewed player pages by state. So you see it there. We're showing it to everybody on YouTube. Lots of LeBrons. There's a Luca in Texas. There's some odd ones, sure. Uh, Deer and Fox in, what is that, Trey? Idaho? Oh, yeah. Uh, do you think they're actually searching for foxes, like stealing chickens or something in Idaho, Absolutely. and they get to deer and fox? Anyway, the one that caught everybody by surprise, and we'll zoom in on it, was in Alabama, Rolando Blackman had the most viewed page on basketball reference. What the hell? A popular joke in the uh, no-dunk streets was, uh, you know, has Lee gone across the border here in Georgia over to Alabama and, and done some nefarious Googling <laughs> to his, get Blackman's His Express to the top VPN says <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's really? it. Anyway, that one's just uh, obviously very, very strange. But a couple other tweets to get your uh, reactions to here. Uh, they had the most viewed team pages by state. Trey, anything that uh, jumped out at you? Uh, obviously, uh, a lot to pick from, but any strange ones there? Why are the Jazz the most searched for team in Georgia? <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I did. Yeah. What are you doing in Alabama? The Pistons are Go- looking up. <laughs> Rolando Blackman and the Pistons. What's going on down there? Yeah, that's great. I love this. Uh, and then finally, the top ten most viewed NBA player pages, just overall. Uh, in 2022, according to Basketball Reference, LeBron won. Okay, Steph Curry two, Michael Jordan. My goodness, this guy still number three. Westbrook four, Giannis five, Luca six, Kevin Durant seven, James Harden eight, the Joker, Jokic at nine, and then uh, the late great Kobe Bryant at ten. Not no real, no real surprises there. I don't think. Is that fair, Tess? No. Yeah. But uh, good stuff there from Basketball Reference, especially the uh, the Rolando Blackman in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy basketball reference habits down there. It's too bad that we can't get our own Sportify wrapped because it would be awesome to see, like, your 10 most looked at players, right, Ooh, at the end of a season. That's a great call. Because, I mean, like, surely there's going to be a bunch of superstars in there. You're checking the stats. You're debating the MVP. You want to see where people stand. Yeah. But there's going to be, like, a random, like, like Kuzma's gonna show up in my top ten or sure, something like sure. that. You know, like who is it? Who's the weird ones? Hmm. I don't know. That's a fun idea. Something for them to work on. Sportify <laughs> rap. Good name too. Great. There. Uh, great stuff. That's fun tweet of the night. Let's hear if you were uh, surprised by any of those results. We'll call it there. Really, really fun show. Thanks to everybody for joining us live on YouTube. Hit the like button if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe. All our podcast listeners, we love you too. Leave your boys a five star rating and review. I don't think I've said this yet, but the plan is. Next week, we are going to have shows Monday through Friday. We won't be here in the Classic Factory. We'll be back in the yard, (laughs) running around with chickens everywhere, goats. Uh, But we will have shows Monday through Friday talking about NBA hoops. We got a new Is This Good podcast. It is up. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm super excited. Special guests, the king of NBA Twitter, Josiah Johnson, talking with Matteo and JD and debating a bunch of fun topics. And coming up in eh, a couple hours... Survivor 43 recap episode the finale last night it was three hours long when you count the after show or everybody's getting pizza and champagne we'll break it all down again we won't spoil anything here but what an episode to dissect so that's at 1pm eastern live on youtube flipped into a podcast as quickly as possible after that so go and download that back tomorrow with the drop podcast we did ripping packs 
when it came to Top Shot on Wednesday. We did this snail mail opening letters live on the show on Thursday. Tomorrow, it's the return of the Hamaka Slamma catalog. Yeah. It is a Christmas tradition here in No Dunks. I have the catalog in my hand. Not right now in my hand, but uh, <laughs> I actually gave it to Nora. I said, you do the first pass through this. See what jumps out at you. Nice. Make notes. Make so, yourself uh, a list. I'll so get I will, uh, I will be uh, coming up with some of the greatest gifts from America's longest running catalog, the Hamaka Shlema catalog, and of course, quizzing the guys on what these insane gifts cost. That's always the fun part. You guys trying to figure out what they cost. That's tomorrow on the Drop Podcast with, with Worst of the Week nominees and a whole lot more. So we'll see you then, 10 a.m. Eastern. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there are way more chickens than humans on the planet. Embrace the day, people. Thank you.